0: Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their brand, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is Nico Lagan. Nico is an AI-powered content creation specialist, social media strategist, and sales expert. Nico's journey underscores a vital lesson for the digital age. In a world inundated with content, genuine connection stands out. By synergistically blending sales techniques, NLP, psychology, and AI, Nico has pioneered a strategy that's not just about reaching audiences, but about touching lives. In doing so, he's redefining what it means to be a content creator in the modern era, showcasing the limitless potential of interdisciplinary innovation. Welcome to the show, Nico. Thanks for having me. Great intro, by the way. Where'd you yeah. get that from? Awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to speak with you. Um, to, to get your take on you know the modern day you know social media strategies, how AI ties in, do all that. Um, how, how did you how did you get started in, in this field?
1: I'm a sales engineer, so I was uh, I worked in the the telecom world for almost 20 years. And the last 12, I basically took extremely complex solutions that we would sell to customers. And I would basically imagine I would go to customers as a technical help. So you'd have the sales the sales guy. I would be there to understand the customer need. Then we'd come back. We'd design a solution based on our services and we'd go back and sell it to him. So I've been, I, I think I was on doing computers. I was 10 years old so i've always been i remember when video games were on on floppies so you probably remember that too. so so i've been on it since man 35 years oh yeah it just made
0: sense that's awesome so and then um so you tell you tie in nlp psychology ai um so what, what, what exactly is NLP?
1: Neurolinguistic programming. See, it, everybody's heard of Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. So the techniques that he used to try to help people get out of their funk is NLP. So basically, it's a understanding of how your brain works. And if you look at the way marketing works, um, just commercials, for example, they use NLP all the time. So see it as an understanding of the operation of your brain in a sense where, l- let me give you an example. One of the, one of the most known techniques in, that they teach in NLP will be what we call mirroring. So as human beings, we're kind of selfish. The, we like people that are like us. When I say that I like someone is basically I see something in him that is me so i see myself in him so i see a reflection of what i am so if you understand this and you start approaching conversations with people from a place of understanding just listening to what they have to say and you start for lack of a better term mimicking the way that they speak in a sense where if I was in a meeting with somebody very technical, I would make sure that the words that I would use would be very technical. If he was a fast talker, guess what? I would start speaking faster. I would match his speed. I would basically cater the way that I speak to him so that he would see himself in me. So I would on purpose mirror the person that I'm speaking with in order for them to become comfortable. So, you need to learn to pay attention it takes time to be able in a conversation to not only ask open ended questions that you know will drive the conversation where you will get the information that you're trying to get from your from your client but you're also making them comfortable by mimicking them and i know how i know how this sounds like people hear this and just like this is evil and yes it can be absolutely it can be absolutely absolutely evil but this is psychology if you understand psychology you understand the way people are if look at politicians have you ever noticed that they never speak fast they uh, they speak about 70 percent of normal speech why because it is hypnotic if you speak to me right now that slowed his tempo you have more time to pay attention but the tempo is not slow enough to make you fall asleep but just slow enough that you do exactly what you're doing right now you're just like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so those are yes they can be manipulative but if you come from a place of caring i always cared about my customers i always came from a place where if i can help you i'll be the first one to tell you but the the opposite is also true if my services are not for you i'll be the first one to say and not only that but i will find you somebody that can help you if i can at least i can do that for you so yes it can be bad but if it comes from a good place it can be good
0: right on that's awesome yeah yeah i could see how it would take time to, to, to learn how to actually do that properly you know it's like a yeah, experiential kind of a thing i don't I imagine
1: but what's cool about that though is when you start paying really attention to the person it's like let's say you have somebody that's with you that starts doing this right away that means that chances are that person either doesn't agree with what you're saying is rejecting what you're saying or does not like you if you can recognize those signs you can try to move the conversation in a different direction or in the same way if i'm i'm speaking you you're speaking to me and you see me do this like i'm just at the edge of my seat and i'm kind of leaning forward that means i'm very interested in what you're saying i'm trying to get closer to you so those are all things that if you're dealing with a client you're dealing with a loved one anybody it doesn't matter it could be as as personal as it is professional you can make the other person more comfortable by catering the way you speak to them because
0: you understand the way they want to be spoken to. That's awesome. Yeah. And I could, and if you're an ethical person, I could see how it could help you to better serve your clients. That's awesome.
1: You know, I, I did a few certifications in NLP and I was doing a third one and I had to stop because the teacher was not ethical. Like he was talking about, he was showing techniques on how to reprogram his kid that did not behave the way he wanted to behave. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not okay with this. That I'm not, I'm not okay with this at all. Now, instead, why don't you learn how to speak to your kid in a way that he will understand you? This is a lot harder, but you're dealing with a human being. You're not supposed to try to hypnotize them and turn them into somewhat of a zombie but it is possible like no lie this there's nlp techniques that are brutal like i'm I'm not okay with them because i don't think that people that knows how to do it actually use them for the right purposes but look at us right now you're we're creating content through a lens we're not in we're not face-to-face we're trying to create content that will resonate with people so if i understand who that audience is why wouldn't i go out of my way to try to cater the con the the conversation to them i'm not doing it to be manipulative on the contrary i'm trying to make sure that they're learning or listening to something that resonates with them because i'm president i'm presenting it in a way that should resonate with them
0: right definitely definitely so, um, in your bio, says you're redefining what it means to be a content creator in the modern era. So, um, who who are the people that you work with? Is, is it individuals or the like the YouTubers that are trying to be YouTube famous, or is it more business owners?
1: It really depends on the person. I i I choose the clients in which I want to work with when they want to help others. That's what matters to me. I'm not gonna work with, I have somebody in mind that I was telling that person the other day, like we were having a conversation and all that person cared about was money at the end of the day. It did not matter to her the way she did it. She didn't respect her audience and she had a a really good size audience, but she didn't care. To her, they were just They were just dollar signs, and I'm not okay with that. Like, you do whatever you want. It's your conscious. At, at the end of the day, if you're comfortable with this and that's how you want it, that's fine. But I guarantee you something: people look for authenticity. It's a matter of time before people realize the type of person that you are. So, but if you're okay with that, you you can find a lot of people to help you. A lot of people don't care either, so not that hard to find somebody that will be okay with this. I'm not. So I tend to like today I was having a conversation with an agency that specializes in helping, um, charities that speaks to me that I really enjoy. I like to give my time to charity. I like to help my fellow men any way I can. So this is the type of people I want to work with. Like I, I I love to work with people that want to help that are answering, they're really fixing a real problem like there's pains out there that needs to be fixed that needs to be helped and if that's what you do I don't care that you're doing it through clothes I don't care you're doing it through content you're a coach you're a podcaster content creator is anybody that creates content online that's all it means but I should find a way to say like ethical content creator I don't know if that makes sense maybe I should add to that but ethical content creator there you go we'll
0: call them that for the for the sake of conversation
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll call them that
0: right on that's awesome and and it's uh it's it's very cool that you have that differentiation where you you know you won't just work with anybody you know you they have to be ethical and you know know, trying to help others just because that's who you are basically right so so in a sense you're trying to mirror you know your 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 people but um yep yeah, that, that's one of the things that I like about podcasting is a lot of the people, a lot of the guests, or even if I go on a show, like the, a lot of the times, that more times, more often than not, they're authentic and they, um, you know, they, they, they truly want to help people because doing something, you know, guesting and hosting, you know, it, it, you're giving away time, basically. You know? And that's so, the most but,
1: valuable thing you have.
0: So, so yeah, so, so I, I applaud you for what you're doing um so how has the, the content creation changed over the past few years i, I know I, with, with the introduction of ai and and all, all of this just over the past year yeah like just because <laughs> sure. ai
1: really made an appearance in 2023 yeah like it, it was there before but it wasn't it wasn't really a game changer but now you know the beauty of ai is first you need to understand the strength and the limitation cuz ai is not there to take your job just yet it's going to take a while before we get there but there are things that it does extremely well and there are things that it does extremely badly so this it's important to to understand and put it into context like you look at probably the most popular ai platform like chat gpt they can if you understand how to use it it's like another team member like I interact with chat GPT every day multiple times a day and I really interact with it in a way I say please and thank you maybe that's because I'm Canadian but I do say please and thank you and I'm I really treat that engine like it is part of my team so I bounce idea we I literally have conversations with it but it's mostly brainstorming I use ChatGPT in a way where I can brainstorm. I can ask questions. They give me answers. I challenge. I think about it. I write more. And and I develop ideas with it. But if you think about it, there's so many platforms that you can use. It's just understand where they fit. Because what I did for a living as a sales engineer is I understood my goal was to understand what the customer wanted. So let's say I ask you, what is your goal a year from now? Three years from now, what's your goal? Because I work with clients for a long time. I, I don't do short term. I don't do anything less than six months. And even six months is to give me time for them to trust me. After the six months, I want, I, want, I want to continue. I want to continue working with people for years at a time, just like I did before. But the thing is, once you understand the end goal, you can reverse engineer from there. So if we understand that a content creator is anybody that uses social media as a marketing platform, then they all have different goals. So whatever your goal is from a year now, a year from now, three years from now, let's understand what that is, deconstruct it, reverse engineer it to today and say, okay, this is where we are. This is how much time we have. Those are the skills that you possess. Cause as you were saying at the beginning, one of one of the things that I do that I don't know any other agency that does it is to show people how to be good in front of that camera. The 12 years of experience that i have in high in sales not only did it come from meeting with customers day in day out but i've read hundreds of books on psychology i would literally take notes in my cell phone and i would have a reminder before every single meeting i've ever had so like 10 minutes before a meeting i'd have a reminder there was specific things that i was working on at that time And then I would say, okay, read them as I'm in the parking lot of that customer meeting. Okay, cool. I'd move it to my next, just in front of my other meeting. So that I'm always keeping that in mind. And now they're just normal to me. But those are skills that the average person does not have. Like a a client, a potential client I was speaking to today. I did a podcast with him. Awesome in a podcast. And then we met to try to see if there was a fit for us to strategize and for me to help him. And I'm like, man, I got to tell you, I'm looking at your content and I'm not seeing you. Like I I spent more than an hour speaking to you. So I got an idea of who you are, but then I look at your content and they're not, they're not the same. So I know what it is. He's comfortable doing podcasts because he's done a bunch of them, but he's not comfortable doing, Hey, let, let me create, let me create content right here. Let's pop my cell phone out and let's create content. And that's 99.999% of content creators out there. They're very good in certain contexts, in certain situations. But when it comes to just being themselves, it's extremely hard for them to do it because there's a blockage. There's They don't have the techniques to relay their ideas, comments, anything they want to speak to the camera to. It just does not come naturally. It's easy to be on a podcast, have somebody ask you questions, and you just answer the question. If you know your stuff, it's not that hard. But my old marketing company asked me for two months in a row, create minimum four podcasts a week alone. Nobody on there. no, Just you, two cameras, go. And I did that for two months straight. I created, it's an insane amount of podcasts within, within two months. And I had my my two cameras from different angles so that it could be edited that way afterwards i'd have two cell phones running one that was on instagram that was doing a live on instagram one doing a live on TikTok. and my laptop was live streaming on linkedin youtube and facebook so not only did i do podcasts i did them live and i was taking questions at the same time did it suck yeah i it was not pleasant like the first few weeks were brutal it, we're talking three, four hours of preparation just for a 30-minute clip because I don't just show up with my fingers up my nose. I know ex- I'm picking a subject, and by the time I'm there, I'm an expert. You can ask me anything you want. I'll have an answer for you. So, But that's what it takes. If you want to be. look at a great content creator, you know that guy can pick up his phone right now. Start talking. he will edit something within the span of a few minutes. He'll post it, and it'll be great. Look at Gary V. Have you seen his first stuff? Have you seen what he was doing years and years and years and years ago?
0: I, 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 I just recently saw some something from way, way back when he was, a, when he was the, the, the wine guy. He, yeah, it was he, m- much different. <laughs> he
1: literally took his father's business, one shop selling wine, to a billion-dollar business. How? Recording, 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 recording. His first videos are cringy. You're looking at this. You're like, he looks like crap. His hair is all messed up. He, he's not comfortable. You can tell. Have you seen him now? He's a god in front of that camera. Like, he's just amazing. He Anytime, anywhere, you know that guy can shoot. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then yeah, him and then the the new guy um or the new guy Alex Alex
1: mostly- same thing, but those you know, when I when I work with a when I work with a client, this is my vision. They they have all the plans in the world that they want to accomplish. What I have in mm-hmm. mind is I want to make you so comfortable that you're capable of taking a microphone with no speech prepared and start talking to five thousand people. That's what I want. This is my goal with a client. However uh, however it takes to get there, this is my goal. I want you to know your subject so well, to be so confident in your skills that you can pick up a mic, jump on a stage right now, and start talking to a crowd and even take questions. But this is my goal. Because imagine if you're capable of doing that, believe me, recording in front of the camera is not that big of a deal anymore. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, so, so, how do you work with with people? Do you, do, you, do you 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 help them get comfortable in front of a camera? Do you help them with the actual content developing that? What everything.
1: It really depends. Like, we I can do everything. I got I got a client. We he literally just records video all he does is record videos and he sends the rest to us. We do everything. And when I first started with him, we literally went to his gym. He's one of the most knowledgeable fitness guy I've ever met. Like he's trained thousands of personal trainers and now he does a lot of PE stuff. Like he trains, uh, teachers in, uh, in high school and, uh, elementary school on how to be better PE teachers and one of the first time we met i went to his place with about 20 grand of equipment lights cameras microphones and i'm like okay i'll show you how to record some stuff and all i did is direct him for we did it two days straight he was pissed he was mad he was screaming at me called me all the names that he could that he could call me he's like i'm not doing this anymore that was six months ago you should see him in front of a camera now now i'm booking podcasts for him like he's starting to appear on shows we we're building his story like we're we're building his life and now he's practicing maybe once a week he's on a podcast and i want him to practice 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 and then in january i'm gonna start booking him like five six ten times a week if i can and just have him spread the word because yes it's one thing to be To have great ideas, but you need to be able to express them. In his case, he does not have time to do all the post-production. But most of the clients start at a point where they will do everything. This is why to this day I edit 95% of my content. I'm the one editing it. Even though I have a team, I'd rather they deal with with the with my clients and help them. And I'll continue editing because if I'm if I'm coaching someone on how to edit. I need to know how to do it. I need to be up, up up the trend. If if you came to me and you're like, oh yeah, I want to work with you, but then I can't show you how to do it, why would you work with me? Because this is what I was going to say earlier. Once you have your your end goal, you understand where you want. You understand where you are. You understand your skill set. So okay, if your end goal is to produce this, my end goal is for you to be so good that you can be on stage. So what are the skills that you need in order to get better in front of the camera? Cause that takes a while. And then we understand what's your content creation process. Who's responsible for what? Okay. You're doing everything yourself. No problem. So I want you to start posting three times a day. Cause that's how you're going to grow your views. How can you do that? This is where AI stems from. This is why the past year has been so game has been a game changer for a lot of content creators that might not be able to afford two three four five video editors in the back end and this is where AI can stem from so if you understand your goal you understand where you're starting you understand your content creation who's responsible for what now we can start okay those are the type of videos you want to create this is what we're gonna do awesome. Here's an AI tool that's gonna to help you do this. Hey, here's another one that's gonna help you do that. And here's another one that can help you to do this. And so this is why everything I do is very custom. Like I need to understand your goals, your skill set, and how, how many are on your team. If there's and there's no problem with not having a team, AI allows you to be able to produce multiple types of multiple pieces of content every day by yourself, and it doesn't need to be your full time job either.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, because for many, it does become, just, especially prior to 2023, if if you wanted to put out that much content, it was a full-time job. Oh, yeah,
1: uh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, there's ways, there's certain understanding, too, that most people don't have about social media. Like, most people don't understand what works, what doesn't. They mm. don't understand the actual work that needs to get done in the back end, too. Like, you need to do a lot of research. You need to understand... A lot of people take their niche for granted. Like they don't understand branding. They don't understand their niche. They don't understand who their avatar is. They don't understand how to reach them. Because it's this is the hardest part of the work is that the research. It's boring. It sucks. Nobody likes to do it. But how can you ever create content that resonates with people, especially the people you want to help, if you cannot tell me what keeps them up at night? Why Definitely. would they ever why would they ever listen to you? Because every time you hear about niche, people are like, Oh yeah, he's that age, he works at that type of job and he has a family. Okay, sure. Sure. What type of music does he listen to? What does he do on his free time? What what keeps him up at night? What really stresses him out? What's his main motivation? Why would he do the work? Why is he on social media? Most people can't even understand, can't even describe that is he there to get entertained because he's so stressed out in his personal life that he needs an escape or is he there to learn or maybe he's he needs do it yourself type of video what does he want why is he here why would he listen to you what makes you an expert what makes you better than the next guy
0: definitely so so um with that like as far as like picking out topics and things like that um that, that's that seems like it would like from what the way you're describing that, that would be like the hardest thing to to choose. Um, because most people just go into sales mode and buy my product, but it's not about that, right?
1: And you know, um, rule of thumb: if you're selling a product, you should never speak more than about 10 of your posts. I was just talking about this with someone today. I, I, I went on his Facebook and Out of the five last posts that he made, four of them, he was selling something. I'm like, okay, why would that person talk? Why would that person ever listen to you? Because all you're doing, you have a sales channel. That's what you created. You provide no insights. You provide nothing. You provide no value. No value at all. All you're doing is, hey, buy from me because you're wrong and I can show you how to be right. But don't, they're not taking the time to give information away why not what would you it takes seven contact if you look at marketing it says that it takes seven interaction for someone to buy something so if you're selling whatever service you're selling clothes if i want to buy your clothes it's going to take seven i'm going to have to interact with your 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 content seven times if all you're doing is selling to me why am i listening to you But on the other hand, if you're you're showing me without selling, how you can help me, if you're giving me advices for free, you don't think I'm going to continue listening to you? Of course, you have to. You have to provide value or else what's the point? Why would somebody follow you? Why would somebody ever pay attention to you if all you're doing is try to sell them?
0: Definitely. Definitely. So so you just talk about their the problems and issues and that you understand them. And, um,
1: but it goes even further than that. Like, you know, too many people's you're selling a product, you're selling a your services. Mm-hmm. Too many people are like, if you buy from me, this is what's going to happen. But again, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about this stuff. This is not what I want to see. I want to see why I would even listen to you. People buy from people they trust. If I don't trust you, I'm not, I I don't care what you're selling. I don't care that you could change my life. Somehow you're magical and you could do this, but I don't trust you. People try to sell by forgetting that the number one thing you can build with an audience, with clients, with potential clients is trust. And how do you build trust? By creating a rapport with those people. Mirroring being one of the techniques that you use in order to create rapport. Your audience needs to know that you care, that you actually care, that you will go above and beyond for them, that you are trying to help them, that you've been through what they've been through, that you understand because you were there and you're, you're showing them the result of what it could be if they followed you, if they paid attention to you. So technically, if you're showing them the results of something without selling, you don't think they're going to come to you? Definitely. I have people approach me almost every day now. They're like, hey, what, what do you think about this? I don't know those people. They're just followers of mine. And I'll take time to answer them and just, I got a guy today. Hey, how'd you get that blue check mark? How do you get verified on social media? I'm like, here you go, bro. So it's a very easy uh, here's an article. Pow copy paste. I guarantee you that if he ever needs help for something, if he ever needs help to build a social media platform, who is he gonna come see? The guy that actually took the time to just helping without trying to sell him anything. Just I have the answer for you. It took me five minutes to find the article that I was looking for. There you go, bro.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned storytelling earlier. How how important is storytelling when uh, with putting out content? It's
1: everything. It's everything. If people don't relate to you, why would they listen?
0: So do, do you work with people to help them become better storytellers as well?
1: It, it's all part of it. Some people have the skills already. It really depends on what the skill set is. But you, there's always, you know, they call it the hero journey. Mm-hmm you want them to be the hero of their story and whatever you do the service the content the products that you sell take them from where they are to where they want to be
0: that's awesome
1: but this is the whole point of of storytelling this is why movies are so powerful why do you think why do you think that you look at the marvel series of movies why they're so popular because everybody out there, every single man out there thinks that if I had those superpowers, that's what I would do. That's why we like those movies, because in our heads, we would be exactly like them if we were in the same circumstance as them. This is why Marvels is brilliant, because that's all they do. They sell you a story that's like, you know what? Yes, this could be you. If you were the son of, of if you were the son of Zeus, that's who you would be
0: right on that's awesome so um is, with the con- with with the content creation you mentioned like posting you know like three times a day and stuff like that is is that fresh content or is that repurposing content
1: i barely ever rep- uh, repurpose my content so you should repurpose your content because you know it depends on what you do it really Again, this is why content creation is so to me is so creative. I'm I'm a very creative mind and one of the mm-hmm. reasons I like content creation is that everybody out there is different. I'm somebody that's extremely political. So I create a lot of political content, which means I get free idea fresh ideas every day. I spend an hour or two reading the news every day and I will always find something I'm like, "Yep, yeah, there you go. I'm going to re- I'm going to talk about this." And somehow I will always bring what is in the news right now, I will explain it in a way that is explaining what's going on. And then I'll give my opinion to say, you know what, this is what he should have done or he did this the right way. I always bring it back to what I want to talk about. So I, I create new content every day. The content you see from me is normally something I created that they rarely, unless it's a podcast and it's a reel that's taken from a podcast, all the rest of the content is done that day. But you don't need to. That's just I enjoy creating content. I love reading the news. I love seeing what's out there, and it's my job to test too. I'm supposed to be on top of those things and testing them to see how how those things actually work.
0: Awesome, awesome. And then, like, uh, as far as like the length of content, is 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 there a magic sauce for that?
1: Twenty two seconds. They say that, so content, the right, (laughs) this is ironic to say this on a podcast, but long form content is dying. If you look, I was just looking at this, I'm I'm writing a course right now. And I was, I was just reading about this again, this morning, the attention span of the average human being right now is 8.25 seconds. It's 30% less than it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it was 12 seconds. Now it's down to 8.25 we have a a shorter attention span than a goldfish at nine seconds (laughs) this is how bad we've become so it's not surprising that the most consumed content out there more than 70 percent of content that's actually consumed right now are reels short form contents that vary between 15 and 30 seconds wow so and, and it's interesting because I, I met some very, very high end influencers months ago, almost a year ago. And they were telling me that as per their research, 22 seconds is the perfect length for a reel. So by the study, I was just, again, re- updating this morning, 15 to 30 seconds. So they're bang on like 22 seconds is bang between the two. So that's the length of content. So. This is something that as a podcaster, for example, you really need to think about if you create long form content like podcasts, understand that you could create one one hour podcast that's going to take at least one hour to record a couple hours to edit depends on how many reels you make out of them could take you eight, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, however long it depends how fast you are depends what quality of reels you put out there but the point is that to make a reel it can take you uh, to make a full podcast it could take you two days of work it could take you 16 hours to do so mm-hmm. and then i posted something today that's going to probably do i don't know anywhere from 10 to five hundred thousand views it took me maybe 30 minutes try to get that type that many views on a long form content you're not going to get it unless you're one of the you're established and you have a massive audience you're not going to get that because it's not the type of content that's pushed by social media platforms so in order for you if your end goal as a podcaster is to bring more people to your podcast when you're recording podcasts make sure that you're asking questions that later on once you're in Post production, you can actually chop them all in reels. I see podcasts as a bunch of reels put together. This is in my head, this is what I see. So if you ask me 10 questions, I give you 10 answers. It's an hour long. So you're talking about maybe three, five minutes per question, like three, six, three to two to six minutes, somewhere in there. So you could create three, four videos, the three, the three best medium length content, like two to 10 minute video, you create them, you post them on the platform that matters like a uh, YouTube, Facebook, those don't do well on TikTok and Instagram. So don't even post them there. And then you create 10 reels because you know that those 10 reels, you can easily do 10,000 views on each reel. So instead of having two, three, four, ten thousand 10,000 views on a full podcast, you could have 10 reels at a minimum of 10,000 views per pot, per reel. That's 10 times that you can tell to your audience, Hey guys, if you like this reel, it was taken from this podcast that you can find right there. So I created 10 piece of content. That's free advertising for my podcast. So see, th- this is, th- this is the mindset that always know what your goal is. And then from that goal, deconstruct, and say, what can I do from here to attain my goal with the type of content that I create? Podcasts are great, they're, but they're a real factory.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's what they
1: are to me because most people don't listen to a full podcast anymore.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, going along the lines of that, like you know, posting three times a day and stuff like that, is it posting to one platform or are you posting to several platforms um is, is it just one piece per platform or do you do you like that one piece on four different platforms it depends
1: Th- this is where so there's a there's a certain understanding that you need to have when you're looking at social media platforms so let's say that we take the five biggest platforms that most people are aware of you have LinkedIn You have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have TikTok, and then you have YouTube. Let's say those are the five most popular. LinkedIn is for professionals. So people that normally wear a suit every day. Like You can almost see it that way, right? There are people in the corporate world. That's why LinkedIn is there. So LinkedIn does not like reels, really. They don't like videos. What they like is written context, like it's written type of content. It makes sense when you think about it. People in the corporate world are used to reading articles. They read a lot of books. They have to keep up to date with their professional job. Totally makes sense that they like higher end articles. They like blogs. They like long form content that is written because that is what they do day in, day out. It's totally normal. So this is the type of content that you need to post on LinkedIn. Now, if you look at a Facebook, if you, you know, let's start with TikTok, which is the youngest one. So those are more attracting 18 to 30, give or take. This is what I've seen up to 60, but on average, you're looking 18 to 30. And those are the worst people with the shortest attention span. So if you're thinking, what type of content should I put on TikTok? Reels, absolutely short reels, 22 seconds reels and lives. Those people like they, they grew up watching um Reality TV. And this is what social media is. You're allowing a window in your life. You're allowing people to see what you do every day. So lives do extremely well on TikTok. Because again, if you understand the concept that 18 to 30 are the type of people that are at TikTok, they have short attention span and they grew up watching reality TV. Imagine that they would have an opportunity to sit on a live stream with someone and ask them questions. To them you're you're blowing their mind, you're allowing them to speak to their favorite influencers whatever it is that they do coach whatever it is that they do. So keep that in when you're posting on TikTok, readjust your content to say one, is it your is it your audience? Is your audience on TikTok or not? Because that's an understanding. Is it on LinkedIn? Because it's possible your audience is not on LinkedIn. It's not on TikTok either. But if it is on LinkedIn, long-form content written. If it's on TikTok, short content and learn the skills to be able to do lives. Lives are not easy to do. To captivate people's attention for, let's say, 30 minutes, that ain't easy. Especially that you're right there, phone in your face, and you got to go with the flow. Now you have an Instagram that sits somewhere that is higher than a TikTok. Instagram is like a mix of TikTok and Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, you look at Facebook, normally people are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Just today, again, I was on a call and one of the guy's uh, employee was in her 20s. So I'm like, you're the one that takes care of their social media. She's like, yes. Do you even have a Facebook account personally? She's like, no. (laughs) So, and I'm like, you're proving my point because the average 20-year-old is not on Facebook. But the 30, 40, 50, 60 year old is on Facebook. Chances are, if you're on LinkedIn, that person has a Facebook account because they target about the same audience too. When you think about it, there's a lot of cross audience between LinkedIn and Facebook. And then if you understand that there's a lot of crossover, they Facebook is brilliant. It's probably my favorite platform when it comes to everything because it will promote Reels. It will promote three to five minute videos. It will promote written context, like content that's written. It will promote it. It will promote pictures. And I do well. I'm capable of creating content that does well, no matter the way. Is it video? Is it a picture? Is it written? I'm capable of generating context there that works. And then you have Instagram that is more reels. Instagram reels and pictures will work. Not a lot more than that. So, but the audience overlaps with Facebook in the low 30s and 40s and, and, and overlaps with TikTok in the 18 to 20. So once you understand this, you can start catering content to those platforms. And then you look at a YouTube, for example, which is the new type of university. How much stuff have I learned on YouTube? How I've done two full renos, and everything that I did not know how to do on that house, YouTube, and then go on YouTube. Brrr, oh, cool video on my phone, and I do it as I'm looking. So, they do shorts. They promote the short, but the bed and the 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 bread and butter of YouTube, podcasts, do it yourself, educational. Long form entertaining, but longer for if you're gonna see somebody watching for longer, it's gonna be on YouTube, it's not gonna be at TikTok. TikTok, it's not gonna be on TikTok, it's not gonna be on Instagram, not gonna be on LinkedIn, it will be on YouTube. But they have the biggest spread of audience because again, educational. So the age, so this once you understand this, you can start catering your content to those platforms. So Again, if you're doing a podcast, you could say, okay, I'm going to post my podcast, the MP3. I'm going to be posting it on whatever platform that I use that's going to distribute it across all the the, the podcast platforms. Then I'm going to create a few reels that I'm going to share on TikTok and Instagram because those are the type of content that, that they like. I'm going to use a transcriber, an AI tool as a transcriber to write those reels, to take the information out. Then I'm going to take it. I'm going to shove it into ChatGPT and I'm going to rewrite it in a way that I can turn it into a blog for my website, that I can then turn it into uh, long form content, like a few paragraph on LinkedIn. Then I'm going to tell the AI to say, hey, reshape this for a Facebook post. It's going to add some emojis and stuff in it. And then pow, I just created content across all platforms. Let's say that I had a bunch of three to five minutes video. I can post those on Facebook because they normally do very well. And I'm going to post them on YouTube too. So you see how it, it is different content, but it is still the same content that you're repurposing. And if you're on Twitter or X, you write a two-liner about that reel. Whatever's the most important part of that reel, shove that on on x and shove that on on thread from meta as well and pow you just posted on seven on yeah seven different platforms with one piece of content that's been repurposed if you will
0: that's awesome that's that's beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah um
1: that's gonna be 500 bucks
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so if someone was uh starting out, you know, like they start like they're starting a new business or a new venture of some sort. You know, um, what, how, how what would you advise them to do? Would it, would it be to go to strictly on one platform or, or, to, or to have all of them out the gate?
1: Everything, every single one out the gate because you need to test this. This is why I don't do any short term deals with any clients is I need, we need the time to test it out because there are specific niche that are on specific platform that will do well and better on specific platforms. And so, so we take TikTok for example, which is the easiest platform to grow today because of the algorithm. The, those are the chances, the, the higher chances that you have of going viral now, There's nothing stopping you from using TikTok as a funneler to say, if I grow well on my on my TikTok, but the platform I really want to grow is Instagram. There's nothing stopping you from telling people at the end of your videos on inst on TikTok to say, "Hey guys, if you like this, if you like this reel, make sure to make sure to follow me on Instagram because I post." different type of content there that I don't post here. I have exclusive content that I share only on Instagram. So your shove your, all the people that are on your TikTok, that are interested to know more, you're sending them to a different platform. Like in your case, let's say you're trying to grow your podcast. You, you post reels on Instagram and on, on TikTok. And you say at the end of your reel, if you like this video make sure to watch the full episode that's right here on my youtube channel so this is why being everywhere allows you to develop strategies to you know my facebook does extremely well i do millions of views every month on my facebook i don't understand why i don't understand why it's so popular because i don't really like that platform as a content creator I like it as a user because I can see pictures, videos, so I can see a lot of stuff on there, but it is my least favorite to post on. I'm not I post I post on there because I do well, but I'm not sure why people consume my content on Facebook. I just know what they like, so I know the audience very well, so I post there. But it's always been, when it first started growing and I was getting millions of views, I'm like, I don't get it. I really don't understand. I don't even like this platform. Why am I, Why is my content popular there? I don't understand it. Why is it not more popular on Instagram instead of Facebook? But unless you're testing, unless you're trying, you'll never figure that out. And there's a lot of people that do super well on Facebook and A big advantage of Facebook is their payouts. If you're monetized on Facebook and you have content that Facebook likes, I've heard of people doing 30, 40 grand a month, just in ad revenue.
0: That's crazy. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But
1: YouTube's the same thing. If you're capable of, if you get to a point, because think about it, YouTube will pay you between three to $7 per thousand views on your content. If you're doing a million views, if you're doing a hundred thousand views, you're doing seven hundred bucks. If you're between 300 and 700 bucks, if you're making a million, you just made three to seven thousand dollars. If you do three to seven thousand dollars on YouTube, you do another few thousand dollars on Facebook. You're making one hundred twenty grand a year, just on the just on posting. That that's not even whatever you're using your content for just because you're giving advice for free just because you're creating content that is actually helping people you get to be to see the reward through the ad revenue that they share with you so th- this is why you should be on every single platform that you that yeah, that you're capable of doing and start trying to just test the numbers don't lie I can look at you, name me a platform, name, give me your account. I'll go on that platform and I'll tell you why it's not working. Numbers don't lie. I'll tell you why a specific piece works and the other one doesn't. It's It sucks to hear, but it don't lie. Numbers never lie.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, you, you've, uh, you, you've given us a lot of uh, valuable information. Um, I, I, I have one, one last question for you. Um, the... Like with with the advancement of AI, you know, especially like you said this year and um, all it could do for you. How do we keep up with the changes that are going on now and that, and, and keep relevant?
1: Uh, you're talking as a content creator or you're talking about utilizing all the AI tools that you can?
0: As a content creator?
1: Well, you know, it comes down to this. Because now we're going to enter the philosophy version, the philosophy portion of AI. AI is not is not going away. It's only going to get more and more popular. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I'm part of a of a master group, like a mastermind group, with some of the biggest influencers in the world. And the, some of the stuff that they're into is insane. Is absolutely insane. There, th- like they, there was a guy posting some videos where. You can literally take a video of yourself, put it into an AI. They will duplicate you. They will create an avatar of you. They will duplicate your voice. And all you have to do now is shove it with text and they will record it all for you.
0: That's crazy.
1: And, you know, there's a lot of tools out there that do text to video that do like chat GPT right now. You could say, create a YouTube video on content creation using ai i want so hold on create a video a three minute video script for youtube the audience will be podcasters and i want you to talk about how ai can make their post-production easier enter it will create it all for you You'll have to rewrite it to make it better because it's never perfect. Like I I would say that when I do that, I probably keep ten percent of the content and I rewrite the rest. I am an author, like I am a a copywriter, so I enjoy it. But you could literally do that. Then it, it it literally created a script. You can take that script and shove it into the AI, into a different AI that will that already has you as a human being as an avatar. And it will say whatever the hell you want it to say without you doing anything else, without ever having to do more to be a second in front of that camera. Now, is it authentic? No. Can you tell that it's an AI? Absolutely. And I don't know that AI will ever be possible, ever be capable of duplicating real human emotion. So yes, AI is extremely useful. It, it can help you streamline a lot of your content creation. It can help you brainstorm. It can help you save some time, create better quality content, a higher level, like a higher number. It can help you explain what are the trends going on? What's, what's popular right now? What's going viral? What type of videos are the most popular right now? If you're looking for inspiration but can it replace the authenticity of a human being in certain cases? I think it can, because a lot of people are not authentic. You know, it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning, that person that wants to just cash, cash on their audience, they're not authentic. So if you're following that person and you're resonating with what she, she's saying, you're not very authentic either. So if she starts using AI, will it work on, if she starts using that type of AI, is that going to work on her, Uh, on on her audience? Chances are it will. But again, who are you trying, that that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. I, not only do I not work with people like that, I don't, I would never create that type of content either. Because I, at the end of the day, I want to help people. If my content is not authentic, why am I, why am I, I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your time.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So we use AI for like the ideas and inspiration and then post-production, but post-production too, post-production too.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. There's massive tools that can help you really create better videos. It's not perfect. I'd still, I, I like the human touch, but this is the important part is really, what do you do? How do you do it? How can we make it better? and what should you do as a human being because yeah ai is not going to replace your skills if you know you can have all the ai in the world but if you're putting garbage into ai it's going to spit garbage back at you so if instead of creating meh content and expecting a pro uh, an AI software like Get Munched or Opus Pro to repurpose it to create good reels out of it. It's not going to work because your content's garbage. So you can have all the AI and the to- the AI tools in the world if you do not possess the skills to create a good video, to create a good post, create a good blog. It's not going to work. People are not. S- as much as people are, we think that people are stupid. They're not that stupid. People are not are not that. As much as we like to convince ourselves, they're not that stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like authenticity radar, basically. That they, they could know if you're coming from the heart or not very quickly.
1: Hundred percent, and it's all about that. You know, building rapport, being authentic, showing that you care it's like a a lot of people don't even interact with their audience. They get hundreds of comments and they never interact with them. That's so that, that to me makes no sense. You don't care. You just don't care. Can you interact with every piece of content? No, it's insane. There's sometimes you, you leave for two hours, you come back, there's 500 comments, a thousand comments. You're like, yeah, okay, I can't keep, there's no way you can keep up with this but you should interact with the people that are interacting with your content to a certain extent, shouldn't you?
0: For sure. For sure. Definitely. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your knowledge and insights with us. Uh, It was a, very valuable, you know, you you know, especially for, for me, you know, like you, you, you've motivated me.
1: (laughs) And I think this is one of the biggest difference between myself and basically any agency out there. I'm a content creator first and foremost. A lot of the guys out there are like, you see those ads. Oh, we can help you grow. You go on their content. It's like their content is crap. They don't even have like, they're not even content creators. So to me, it's like the fat personal trainer. You go to the gym and you're like, uh, okay, hold on. I have a six pack. You're overweight. You're gonna tell me how to? Tr- yeah, no. So I I'm there every day and that's what I do, right? So I appreciate you having me and yeah, thanks for the opportunity.
0: Awesome, awesome. So um, how can people like keep in like, like keep in your world and uh, get a hold of you if they if they'd like to?
1: If um, you can go to my website, plproduction.co, depending on, on the type of content you like, my content is, is out there. So you can find real Nicolagin everywhere. I'm on every single platform there. So we either going to get along or not. Those (laughs) are, that's fine. It's, um, but yeah, you can find me on real Nicolagin everywhere. You can find me on my website, real uh, Nicolagin, Nicolagin.com too, or plproduction.co, which is the, the, um, marketing digital, digital marketing, uh, agency.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include the links to all those places in the show notes uh, below the episode. Awesome. Awesome. So thanks again for coming on the show. And that concludes another episode of podcast marketing secrets. I hope you enjoyed the show.